Howdy, hi-ho, neighbors. Welcome to Friday Daniel Discussions. And we're here with a bit of a panel. Uh, I'm Steve Durr, your host, and I'm here with... You were the, first of all, you were the guest on Vicky Durr's podcast. I was the week. guest. That just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of interesting. But, but I'm, I'm here with... Steve Thompson. Steve Thompson. And Brad Zimmerman. And Brad Zimmerman. Each week, we're going to be having on a Friday a Daniel Discussion and, and some different people that'll be joining us as we share... Uh, and a couple of things we want to do each time. We want to talk about what in the world. So in the past week, the, the scripture that was covered, what in the world? We're going to come across something that we found bizarre, interesting. We had a question about something that just was wacko. I don't know. All kinds of that. And then the other thing is what in the word? How about that? Mm. Huh? I knew you'd like that one. So what in the world? This is weird. And then what in the word is how what what from the past week impacted you? But first... A couple things we want to just touch base on for this series. One is the graphic. Uh, if you haven't seen the graphic of our series, uh, why don't you the, explain it a little bit, Brad? It's the podcast artwork, so I so, think you have seen it if you are getting the email or subscribed to the podcast. I'm looking at it right now. All right, so describe it for us, Tom's. Okay, well, it looks like on the left here, you've got like the ruins of maybe the Parthenon or something like that. Some like ancient ruins like of a city. We'll, we'll say it's Babylon. Pillar, okay. Pillars. They are pillars. I'm yes. a, it's pretty small, so I can't yes. see sure, detail sure. here. And, and Thompson is, is getting more blind. Yeah, you're holding your phone <laughs> further and further away from <laughs> Dude, you. I just got my new progressives. I should be seeing fine now. Oh, and then on the right, a modern city where it right. looks like a skyscraper. It's not Sears Tower, but maybe it, it's that kind of a look yeah, to it. Kind yeah. of a Chicago vibe. So yeah. the, the idea, as I was talking with Steve Durr about this series and what would best represent it, is just this idea that Daniel was ripped out of his kind of world, his life, which we would kind of see as the left side, and brought into this new kingdom place of Babylon. Mm. And so uh, my like fake little tower of Babel is that like one skyscraper that's yeah. sticking out is gotcha. kind of like a modern interpretation nice. of that. Interesting. Um, and then like the ruins being more of this like the old life, the old world, the classical way you would look at kind of a small town kind of place you would see in scripture, which we would associate with those kind of pillars and all of the, all of that kind of architecture that we yeah. would find in, in the Middle East. That's interesting. So. Yeah. I love it because as with any artwork, you can ascribe your own meaning to yeah, it. Interpret yeah. it differently. Yeah, absolutely. How do you see it? Well, I was just like, for me, I see that totally about Daniel being taken from his home and now, and he's in a different place, but also how this feels ancient and kind of weird. There's a lot of cultural stuff that's just like, what in the world? Clash. There we go. Talking about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But how very relevant it is to, to us today sure. as we learn to be exiles in fallen Babylon, which yeah. is very much a theme throughout, especially the New Testament and the book of Revelation. Yeah. How do we be faithful here in our modern world uh, in the similar way as Daniel in his ancient world? Yes, yeah. exactly. And then, Brad, uh, I, I loved you shared some things right before we got started of why you so enjoy these audio devotions. Um, and so why don't you share just a little bit about why that is? You know, when it comes to a, a Sunday morning gathering or, and especially these audio devotions, we can really easily get uh, and learn about scripture by reading scripture for ourselves and, or going and finding like just 
thousands and thousands of resources. We could go find another Daniel audio devotional. We could go and go to BibleGateway.com and learn tons of different things in there and find all of these different commentaries on, on, on scripture and learn all these cool facts about it. But the thing that makes this audio devotional so powerful is not like learning those facts. It's hearing how God's speaking to people through his word. Mm. And hearing how he speaks to somebody else, how he spoke to Chad and to Mary and to Dave and everyone else this week, how he spoke to them and what they shared, that to me is the most powerful part. And uh, just to kind of like prove this point to myself, I have uh, been looking into all of these new uh, artificial intelligence things that are out there that you may you have heard about. You should stop playing with the Terminator, Brad. They're going <laughs> to destroy us they'll, all. They'll destroy us all. Well, basically, it's these uh, computers that have learned to write like humans. And so there's this program called ChatGPT, and there's some other ones that can write just like they're anyone else. And you can put in a prompt, and it will write for you. And so I put in this prompt that said, uh, summarize uh, Daniel chapter one and share some points of how this would apply to my daily life. And it wrote out all of that information, including ways that I should apply this by persevering and staying <laughs> faithful to God and like all the things that like we've been hearing and that you see and you probably noticed in scripture. But what that program can't do is it can't speak to me like the Holy Spirit can. Mm. It's just a robot that's teaching me. It's not God. Mm. It never will be God as much as you might be worried about that. It's not <laughs> going to turn into a God. It is just a, a new way to get information. And so this podcast for me is not about receiving information. And so I guess my, the thing that I'm trying to do and that I want to encourage everybody else to do is after you hear and hear from the people, if you can, if you're not driving, stop and go back and reread the scripture for yourself and ask God to speak to you. Because I think there's a lot of times where we end up hearing all of this and we don't end up actually like taking the time to like uh, ingest it for ourselves. Right. And ask God to speak to us. And so maybe that's like right after you listen to it, or maybe you set an alarm for like the opposite hour of the day. So you listen to it at 7 a.m. and at 7 p.m., you set an alarm to say like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to reread that scripture. And I'm going to just say, God, how do you want to speak to me? What do you want to point out to me? That's um, clever. What if you so, listen to the audio devotional at 3 p.m.? I mean, 3 a.m. is a good time <laughs> sometimes to pray. 3 a.m. eternal. It is a good time to pray uh, that you can go back to bed. Exactly. So uh, those, that's a great insight. So uh, one of our key themes that we're going to have each week is what in the world? And we're talking about Daniel's full of a lot of unique things. Am I right, Tom? <laughs> Unique's a good word for <laughs> yeah, it. Or bizarre. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, we're talking about dreams. Uh, we're getting into all kinds of different culture. So we're just going to real quickly go around. What was something that you kind of read uh, from this past week's uh, readings that you thought, what in the world? Yeah. So just going off of the word unique, I'm just going to like, we're re I've been reading out of, out of the uh, new King James version Correct. that Steve Durr actually gave me a nice You're little welcome. version it's of this. It's got a little journal next to it. Yeah. And in, in verse three of chapter one, it says, then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs to mm. bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants. Okay. Yes. So the the implication here, like I think in the New Living Translation, it says chief of staff, which we right. can relate to much more readily. Yes. yes. But uh, at the same time, it maybe lost some of its original meaning yep. in that part of the Babylonian domination and assimilation was to literally castrate these guys. Correct. 
like literally like show like you are ours. You're basically our property. You will conform. And And you're not going to spread. And you're not going to spread. Yeah. Yeah. A way of controlling and containing instead of slavery. It's this unique, unique type situation. Yeah. I don't think that often comes up. Uh, I I wasn't certainly interested in making that a key point um, from the week I talked about. (laughs) You know, people Uh, keep telling me to stop making this a key point. Yes. Especially while I was in Texas last week and the translator had to translate that. Oh, yeah. I really wish I could have had that one I wish you could go back, change it to something (laughs) else, gone to chief of staff. So, yeah, so, but that is a real interesting thing because that is a a cultural thing that they did. And therefore, uh, Daniel and his three friends had to go through that uh, experience and uh, fully become Babylonian in that way. So the one thing, I don't know if it was so much a what in the world, but I'm just shocked at just how unhinged Nebuchadnezzar is. Mm. I mean, it was verse, let me see, 10. One might say narcissist. Yeah, there, that for sure, there's that too. But his chief of staff <laughs> is all worried about how Daniel and his friends are eating. And he thought, okay. Um, but he responded to Daniel, who wanted to change the diet. He says, I am afraid of my Lord, the king, this is verse 10, who has ordered you that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin... Compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid the king will have me beheaded. Mm. But then you go and you, you keep reading, and um, we came across this this week, where he says to all the astrologers and all of the magicians and wise men, he says, tell me my dream or I'm going to kill you now. It's like this guy has, just instills fear. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, what in the world? How could someone uh, so powerful— I guess it makes sense because he's so powerful. He's so feared. He holds life and death in his hand. So I guess I was so shocked by how often I see fear when it comes to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, rings true to every autocratic dictator you ever come across in real life as well as the movies. But generally, it feels like there's an insecurity there that the power allows them to just dominate in the, the easiest button to press is this extreme fear of yeah. I'll take your life. There's yeah. no nuance. There's no subtlety. It's just like, this it's is either my, my way. way or you're done. Yeah. My way or I was going to say highway, but I was going to come up with something better, but mm. I can't have it. So anyway, let's, let's go on to the next one then. What in the word? We did what in the world. Now, what in the word? What, what kind of impacted you? Maybe it's something that someone shared in the devotional that you hadn't considered. Maybe it's something in your own life as you read, uh, Yeah. What in the word? Anything come to mind for you guys? So this is just a theme for me that will probably come out on Sunday uh, in my message. But uh, so you'll get to hear it twice if you're hearing this now. But the, the verse and Daniel did not. Sorry. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. And I think that was true of Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael as well. I like to go by their Hebrew I know, names. I, know. I can never remember them, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we kind of had those embedded by no. children's books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but it, like, a very deliberate sense of rebelliousness hmm. to this attempt to coercively assimilate. like, and, and probably not with malice, but just a complete refusal to do what was in their power to continue to worship God and to follow their own cultural heritage. Um, and that was to, to not do so for D- Daniel would have been to defile himself. And so for me, um, and I've been processing this a lot um, through all of Daniel is, okay, so if 
if our culture also seeks to assimilate us um, and, and maybe not in some massive malevolent, you know, conspiracy way, but like it, it does in order to get conformity and move forward. How am I defiling myself currently, but not maybe unwittingly? Or where are the practices that I have in my life that I've committed to, to stay, say, let's say pure or to stay true or to stay faithful um, to allowing God transform me instead of my culture conform yeah. me? Ooh, 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 ooh. That's going to come out on Sunday. Oh, you know hashtag it is. awesome. I just wrote my message. <laughs> it was great. Maybe play it back before Sunday okay. so you remember what you said. Right. I like when you say that it reminds me of what um, Dave and Steve talked about on the first day Mm -hmm. or on the second Second. day. Um, They were talking about being proactively faithful, how Daniel was very proactively faithful. And so in the midst of feeling like he was trying or was being forced to conform, he was being proactively faithful to not conform to that. He had chosen ahead of time and stayed true to that. And then um, Mary's just uh, on on Thursday was just talking about how like Daniel kept his focus on God the whole time. Like mm-hmm. didn't didn't focus on the circumstances of trying to be forced to do these different things or what would happen that somebody's going to die if they lose too much weight or, you know, any of those things that um, he stayed He's, he kept his focus on, on God the whole time and not those circumstances. And I think it's so easy to have our focus wander away from God because it's so easy to see our circumstances. Yeah. And honestly, it's really hard to see God. Yeah. Yep. There isn't a visible image of God for most of us that right. we see every day. Right. There is a visible image of a Chick-fil-A billboard that is calling <laughs> me to go to their restaurant, <laughs> right? Get some of that sauce. Um, or an app on my phone that's mm. saying order here or Just waste time on this. this. Yeah, spend and an hour and a half mindlessly yes. on me. Yeah. And yeah. so there are visible images that are trying to distract us all the time. Um, but that invisible God is, is much harder to see and to mm. hear from. And so... So for me, that was kind of my overarching theme of the week of like, what's God kind of asking me to do is to like, how am I staying proactively faithful? How am I keeping my eyes fixed on him the whole time instead of getting sucked into the other stuff? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is good. For me, I, you know, in chapter two, uh, verse 11, this is after the king demands to have the astrologers and the magicians and the wise men give him the interpretation. And they respond with this, verse 11. The king's demand is impossible. No one except the gods can tell you your dream, and they do not live here among people. When I read that and came across that, and then I heard it read this past week, I just was thinking at just how amazing it is that Jesus came. Uh, when, when he says the gods, they don't live here among the people. They could do it, but they're not, they're not here among us. And just how it just made me think of Jesus who came down to us to share with us the truth, the things that are hidden, the things that are true mm. uh, and true life. And so uh, I love that image that uh, if only these wise men knew that there's a day that God himself uh, through his son, Jesus, would come and walk among us. And then when Jesus is ascended to heaven, sends God the Holy Spirit who then lives within his people to then share guidance and truth. So it's just amazing that, that that distance between people's view of the gods off there and we're here, 
and how God brought us near. So that that just kind of impacted me, that line said from a group of astrologers, magicians, wise men, speaking truth in many ways, but yet um, missing out on this incredible thing that was going to happen in Jesus. Yeah. And it shows, I mean, that that shows how much more faithful Daniel was. Right. Because, and all of them were not knowing any of that. Yeah. Having no clue of that. And then I'm sitting here like, boy, I suck. You know, like, because, like, I know all of that and yeah. how faithful do I stay? Yeah. And I'm, I'm reminded, too, of a, a slight reversal yeah. in that the reason why they were there in Babylon was mm. because of Israel's inability to actually get this right and be faithful True. in times of prosperity and where they did have autonomy, had their own country. And so now we are kind of have that gift ourselves here in yeah. terms of we have a great deal of autonomy and can worship as we, we have please. a great deal of comfort. There's a lot of comfort. And so are we also going to get it wrong in the time of comfort and we'll need the time of refining later on to help us get back to that? Oh, man, that's good. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either, man. That doesn't sound fun, but no. it also, I mean... That's where a lot of times people find God the most right. is in the midst of all yeah, of that. True. And, and there may be someone the most. And there may be someone listening today that feels lost, feels alone, uh, feels scared, wonders if God's there. And for you, I mean, you feel like you're uh, in a pit right now. And so I think it's just a great reminder to know that God is pursuing you and he wants to come close to you. Yeah. And um, you may say, I'm not in that comfort place. And so you're reaching out to God. And, and it's good news that... Um, God is with us. He desires to be with us, and he wants a relationship with us. So um, that's just a good reminder. It's a good place to wrap up. Even. It's a good place to wrap up. So yeah. I think I'm going to ask uh, Steve Thompson, would you close us out in prayer, bro? Sure, I'd be happy to. Thanks. So, Lord God, I ask that you would come near and speak to us right now in this moment. Each of us individually, obviously here in the room, but also listening in. Holy Spirit, how do you want to apply this message to our hearts and minds today? How do you want us to apply what Daniel and his friends learned and committed to, to our lives? Um, we long to hear from you and may you give us boldness and courage to step out and do it, even if it's pretty countercultural or uncomfortable for us. Um, give us the courage to see that this is for our benefit uh, and you're wanting to produce something so much more, uh, something beautiful, life-giving, healing um, beyond our discomfort. So, Lord, we put these things in your hands and thank you so much uh, for speaking to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.